0: Radioinfluence.com. Renowned actor-director Kevin Sorbo returns to finish what he started in dissecting the critical state of America today on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at radioinfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. How many times have you heard it said that someone is backed by popular demand? Well, I'm not going there because when it comes to Kevin Sorbo, there is just demand, period. When Kevin stopped by last September, We delved into the left's obsession with power, fear, and controlling our lives, Hollywood hypocrites who support communism, socialism, while profiting from capitalism, the systematic erasing of our Judeo-Christian history, and several other hot-button issues. Then time ran out. Kevin and I immediately realized there still was a lot of meat left on the bone. So let's get into it. He became an international TV star in 1993 when cast as Hercules in a series of TV films that led to the immensely popular series Hercules, The Legendary Journey. That was just the start. His resume includes print and TV model, TV and film star, producer and director, Christian, husband, dad. And he's the author of the book True Strength that recounts the painful recovery from serious health setbacks that changed his life during the Hercules years. To try and finish what we started back in September, I welcome back to the show Kevin Sorbo. How are you, Kevin?
1: Thank you you very much. Hey, you know, when you never mention my other series, I have to mention it because I did seven years on Hercules, but then I went right into five years on Andromeda, and I'm a huge Star Trek fan. So for me, After a little kid watching reruns of, you know, Star Trek to get the first show that Gene Roddenberry ever wrote after Star Trek back in 69. Um, I'm the first captain, Captain Dylan, not after Captain Kirk. So to me, that was such a weird, cool thing to happen all those decades
0: later. And then to become friends with Bill Shatner is even more cool. Well, that's really great. Now, let me give you the backdrop to what I just said. The l- first time you were on, I mentioned all of the credits, including that. But I decided this time not to mention it. Let's get all this stuff into the show. In between the show, you'll talk about everything you've done, because the first time it ate up half the show. So yeah, it's, all good. it's all good. <laughs> All right, so uh, we made it to 2023, because that's when this will air. Uh, as painful as it may be, what do you believe the top two or three issues were in 2022, and uh, where do they stand now? What were the big uh, okay. stories and, and, and did we get anything done or are we still like dangling over a cliff? I would say once
1: again, uh, voter fraud, same states having the same problems. Um, which is really unbelievable to me. I mean, I live in the state of Florida. We have about seven times the population of Arizona, and we knew who won the governor in the first day of voting. I mean, it's, it's just, inc- I mean, it's so blatant and obvious right now. Uh, I know you gotta tell, oh, you're a b- voter denier and all this kind of, thing. guys, voter fraud's been going around forever. It's just mm-hmm. more blatant and more obvious now. So to me, that's probably one of the biggest things I saw. And number two has gotta be, uh, the, the border, are you kidding me? The border, the, the, just sit there. I think he's let in more people, Biden and his his his, his team have let in more people over the last two years than, um, way more, than like th- twice as many people as as uh, Trump let in over over the four year presidency. They're gonna have eight to 10 million people come through this border. I mean, what are we gonna do with all of them? I and mean, they give them free education, they give them free medical, are you kidding me? And while everybody else has got to foot the bill for that, I mean, it makes zero sense. And people are like, la, 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 la. I mean, it's just, we, we become such a country filled with apathy that we just kind of give up and let the government do what they want to do. I mean, you, you look at the Revolutionary War, it was started for exactly the same reasons of what this government is doing to us, like the British government was doing us, the monarchy back in the 1700s. So it's it's crazy to me what's happened to this country that we keep letting the government get bigger and bigger and bigger. and they're not going to give anything back. Every time we give them an inch, they're going to keep on moving. It's crazy. I
0: hear, I hear you. Among the circles you travel in, let's start with since we got to the border. Second, let's start with the border. Sure. Uh, we went, we went through, we went through 9/11, that murder, and we understand terrorists uh, want to, uh, they want to take away our freedom. They, we understand who some of our enemies are, and we understand you, know, you have the Patriot Act, you have all these things. Now we're losing more freedom as yeah. they, you know, as they say, well, we're not really spying on you. We just need these cameras on every street. just this ah. So, so, and then the administration's always talking about, oh, the boogeyman, the, the vaccine, the virus will get you and this, that, and the other thing. So they're concerned about all these things and they're concerned about, oh, the drugs and the fentanyl. And then there's the concerns about the crimes in the street and everything. Yet, They just let anybody come across the border. They're welcoming across. They don't know what they have. They don't know who they are. They can be terrorists. They can be cartel members. They could be for child prostitution. They could be regular prostitution. They can be street gangs. They're bringing drugs across. And diseases we have no idea about because people are coming from all across the country, uh, all across the world. Why aren't people putting their foot down and putting pressure or is it that they don't know? We know. Any time you look at a picture, you can see they're coming across like it's a parade.
1: Yeah, I think there's there's such an ignorance out there and un, un, uneducated people out there that don't pay attention to what the world. They just look at the talking points of these of these politicians and they believe everything they say. I mean, uh, that's not, you mentioned three. You wanted me to say three things. I only mentioned two. I think um, another big uh, insane, insane uh, thing about this this year is is uh twitter i love what happened what's happened with twitter and to find out we're finding out that all these conspiracy theories were true and that was one of my twitters i've uh, tweets i put out there uh eight months ago i said look i need more conspiracy theories because mine keep coming true because it's everything that facebook took me down for i could say today without getting you know the same amount of backlash because it's it's fact now and uh people need to just we need to start fighting back i say the sheep are going to be sheep there's not much we can do about that but we need to wake up the lions we need the lions not be afraid to put their heads out there you're going to get attacked all the time i get attacked every day on twitter and and all these other places i'm on truth i'm on parlor i'm on getter i'm all these places and i you know there's like this five percent of people just follow me just to attack me they got nothing better than in their (laughs) lives or maybe they're going to paycheck from george soros i don't know but it's just it does amaze me that uh uh, that, that the world seems to be, you know, they want to turn this country into a third world country more and more and more. And you talk about people coming across the border. A lot of the, they're finding prayer rugs out there. Those, those prayer rugs belong to Muslims. I know there you have to you go. Talk about the Muslim religion. I, but I don't know why Christians get attacked and we give Islam such a free pass. Are all Muslim people bad? Of course Not. But if you look at the last 50 years of of terrorist acts around the world, who's doing the majority of that? And sorry, but it happens to be people from Muslim countries. It's pretty simple. But God forbid you actually talk about that and bring it up, because you just get, oh, you're 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 this, you're that, you're. They throw more labels at you. But you say you're Christian, it's open warfare in Christianity. Go figure that one out.
0: Yeah, well, you know, it's always been open warfare since the beginning of the Bible. Since the fall of mankind, it's been warfare <laughs> against the perfections of God. We're used to that, protected, you know, by God, you know, through the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Yeah. But the country, you know, with God being taken out of the workplace, the schools and the government, uh, the Christian element has been basically forced back into the church or the, the those of us that are willing to speak out. So a lot of people don't know. They think Islam is a peaceful. Religion. Islam is really a political. It's really a political thing. It's really more. You see, because when you're talking about submit or die. That's pop. That's political. It's a political to You see, they want to take over the world. Yeah. The communists want to take over the world. My buddy Trevor Loudon, who's been on this show several times, says the communists and Islam are fight combining to try get world domination. And once they get that, if they were able to get it, then they will fight it out to see who's going to be top dog. But by that time, it'll be over our carcass. Uh, I, I wish people could wake up, but uh, about the people that, you know, within, let's say the Hollywood community or the entertainment community, are they getting this or because you guys are the people that have the megaphones, you use yours, but it seems like so many people are on the they're leftists and they, they, they're just going to put up with this.
1: Well, Hollywood's got the big money, right? So they got, they can, you know, Disney, Walt Disney said back in the 1950s that movies and television will influence our youth. We can see that is certainly the case, and it's true. And uh, Andrew Breitbart said, you know, politics runs downstream from culture, well, culture is run by Hollywood and the mainstream media. So they got the megaphone out there because, you know, the people on the conservative side in, in that world, whether it's Hollywood or, mainst- or media, uh, that were the minority. Uh, very few people are in, uh, really speak out. Uh, you know, I speak out, certainly. Um I, I do, the movies I do, I always get one or two actors come up to me and say, hey, thanks for being a voice for us. And I go, why don't you be a voice for yourself? But they know I got blacklisted from Hollywood. I mean, it wasn't for independent movies. I wouldn't have a career, but I'm okay with that. Hollywood doesn't owe me anything. I just don't like the fact that uh, their hatred is able to have an impact on my career. I'm still making movies. I'm still doing things I like to do. But... It's weird that that they harbor so much anger and hate. I don't have that towards them. I don't. Have, somebody have a different point of view of me. That's fine. That's what it's all supposed to be about freedom of speech. But as you know, they're taking our freedom of speech away. And you brought up the school systems, and church and everything like that. Well, church, the whole thing of separation of church and 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 state from Jefferson, it's not in the Constitution. Right. I think, but it was about keeping government out of the churches. In the mm-hmm. left has done an amazing job through the decades to flip the meaning of separation of church and state, which is unfortunate.
0: Right. And what Kevin is talking about, everybody, what, what Jefferson and what the founding fathers did not want is what they ran away from. They didn't want the government being allowed to tell you how you must worship. But what it was never meant to do was take God out of government because... The constitution was was based on Judeo-Christian values, yeah. and that is God, you know? So it's amazing how we've allowed them to flip the script through Marxism and cultural Marxism on so many things. And it's amazing when they're I, I don't understand this. Please, because you 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 you're into films, and we're gonna get into some of your films and your career. We're gonna get we're gonna do all that, but please tell me why is it. The administration and Karine Pierre, you know, the 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 spokesperson for the white, oh, there's no problem they kept going on for almost two years. There's no problem at the border, people aren't coming across the border, this and that. <laughs> and we're looking on the networks at people coming across the border, everything coming across the border. And so I'm trying to figure out if there. In fact, some of the times they were saying the border is secure, the person that was saying it, people are coming across. It's like a par- parade. And notice they don't come across carrying an American flag. No, they come across carrying the flag of their country. Yeah. And they have they have. That's my other big problem. I know, if like- you're coming here, you should want to assimilate. Oh. But no, they want to come here and make this, you know, like little this or little that, a little Honduras or little Jamaica, whatever whatever it is. It's crazy. But how why can't people see this? Cut your TV on. You're seeing them coming across the border.
1: Well, I I love the fact that our our amazing best vice president ever, Kamala Harris, um, (laughs) who when she was running for president, when they had that panel of what, 13 or 14 Democrats going, you know, trying Mm -hmm. to the Democrat primary. She was the first to get booted off. Basically, 98% of people that are Democrats didn't want her as president, and now she's like a breath away from becoming it. And when she's being interviewed by, once again, I don't know, somebody at NBC or something, and the guy says, well, you haven't even been down to the border. That's supposed to be part of your job. She goes, no, and I haven't been down. I haven't been in Europe either. (laughs) I'm going... And and he does not go after for saying such a stupid thing. Why wouldn't you go after for saying something as stupid as that? It's like the same people that sat there in my home city of Minneapolis as it's burning down and cop cars exploding. Mm -hmm. The the guy from CNN's going, it's a very peaceful
0: demonstration. (laughs) Right. That's what they were saying with Antifa. You're looking at Seattle and Portland being burned (laughs) in the ground. And they're, oh, this is a peaceful demonstration. It's
1: almost, it's almost comedic. I mean, you also have to laugh at the horror of it all is so stupid. And we're letting these BLM people who, those guys, I, I printed out their manifesto. They end up mm-hmm. taking it down. Now, there's got to be a reason why I took it down. But you look at their Ten Commandments are basically get rid of God, get rid of uh, families, Get rid of uh get rid of church. Right. The nuclear family meaning
0: the, the family if it's two women or two guys, they want to get rid of the man female, the male-female nuclear oh. family. They're nuts.
1: Yeah. It's just it's all just crazy what we're doing right now. When we're letting people do it. And Antifa, they're the ones who are the fascists. But let's let's face it. I would love to be, I would love to do a documentary individually on these people. I mean, they cover themselves up because so they don't want to be identified. I guarantee Soros is funding them. I guarantee mm-hmm. Of them are probably from really screwed up, broken families. I guarantee the majority of them are probably collecting unemployment. I have your tax dollars in mind. And this is their family. This is their gang members. And these are just punks that are just running around destroying stuff because their lives suck and they don't like the way things turn out for themselves because apparently it's your fault and my fault that they ended up being the losers that they are.
0: See, it's interesting you call them the losers that they are. When I was growing up and going back into the 70s and 80s and as a black person watching the Aryan Nation and the white racist groups and they would not they come on the Geraldo show and all these shows that were out there. And I'd listen to these and look at these guys and, and what I came and the girls and what I came to realize exactly what you kind of said. They weren't the cool kids in school, they weren't the jocks, they weren't the brainiacs, they weren't the people that were going to be athletes, entertainers. You know what I mean? They they really they really didn't have see a purpose and this gave them power. Because yeah. they became somebody because they could strike fear into your heart and it gave them a power and a standing that they would have never had otherwise. And I, I see the same thing kind of with Antifa and Black Lives Matter, There's strength in numbers. And 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 you, you think it's about your issue, but it's not. It's about Marxism and Communism and taking over the country.
1: Well what happened to BLM? It came out that those guys running it, things were just buying themselves houses and vacations, mm-hmm. nice cars. I mean they yeah. got exposed and it's it's amazing to me that you know, and and you talk about the black movement. You talk about P- anybody who's on the right that's African American gets attacked as an Uncle Tom. Larry Elder's a dear friend of mine, and, mm-hmm. I look at and it's like, oh, just because he doesn't have your opinion, he's the bad guy now. He's not the right kind of black. It's like Steve Jobs. I remember I was at an autograph show in New York City, one of those Comic Con shows. This is during the o- Occupy Wall Street. Remember that? Yep. So that's going on, and all these Occupy Wall Street people come in that uh, were fans of me one way or another, and they're at my table and they're talking about it. And I said, "So what do you guys occupy? What are you mad about? You know?" And it was almost like the '60s, the hippies going through. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the government, it's the man, all these billionaires and stuff. And Steve Jobs had just passed away. And I go, "What about Steve Jobs? Oh, he's a good billionaire." <laughs> <laughs> I said, oh, boy. "Okay." So they're, they're going to sit there and dif- differentiate who's the good billionaire, who's the bad billionaire. And it's just, I don't know. The, and they, I said, well, you know what? And they, then they got into oil thing, the whole oil thing. And I looked at him and I said, OK, I see all you guys have um, have cell phones. You better get rid of your cell phones. Why? I go, well, there's oil product in your cell phone. There's oil product in your computer. Oh, by the way, it's probably synthetic. There's oil in your, a lot of your clothes. And there's oil in the toothbrush and the combs that you use. Mm-hmm. I said, you guys have no idea. They just think it says, oh, you're destroying the earth. But the oil is there for a reason. And, the, the, you know, it's, it's, it's like everything on this planet worked out the way it was supposed to work out. We're the ones trying to control it or manipulate it or change it. And uh, it's just it just I have to laugh, like I said, at the, at the people, the insanity, what they're trying to do to the world right now. And they start the climate change people. I just laugh at that stuff. So I did a I did a documentary called Climate Hustle Two, and it showed the other side of the coin. There's there's more scientists out there that say it's bogus, but you're not going to hear uh, their their point of view because they're going to be they're going to be you know they're just gonna, not going to let them talk. And it's just I call you know remember it was global warming remember and then we had there, really there cold you go
0: cold. and they said
1: well okay so maybe if the, another ice age is coming so then they changed everything to say climate change they go yeah it's called seasons. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Change. Sometimes, this is warm, what they sometimes do. it gets colder, but this is the battle we got with these people, and we spending trillions of dollars because the Earth's temperature has gone up one degree in the last hundred years—one degree. Yeah. But let's let's keep let's keep the fear in so many kids. There's so many kids at school that are so afraid that the Earth is just going to blow up and burn up. I'll tell you something: this Earth is going to be here long after we're all gone. You're right yeah. long after we found a way to destroy ourselves and kick us off the planet yeah it'll do a couple burps and trust me this earth will be just just the way it's supposed to be until it blows
0: up with the sun. right until god gets rid of it yeah. in this form now now what's interesting to me you brought up a very interesting thing and this is where the power is in words notice what you said it started out with global warming and oh it's gonna then it, it moves on oh, now global cooling. So they realize they have a problem. So now they're asking for money for global cooling. Then notice what they did. Then they changed it to climate change. Yeah. Now, notice what Obama did. He ran on health care, but he knew he wasn't going to give health care. And I realized halfway through his first uh, the first time he ran, he changed it from health care to coverage. And they stopped talking about health care that we're going to give you health care and started saying coverage. Yeah. Well, coverage is and help and this is what they do they keep changing the words yeah. and we keep buying it and speaking of buying it the first time you were on in September we warned people about the election we warned people about the machines we warned people about what they do how did they pull the, I, I, how did they pull this off again
1: here's the here's the thing you you've got to get rid of mail in voting the democrats want to keep it going cuz they know they can manipulate the heck out of that mail in voting is ridiculous you need to have, you vote on one day. There's no more ahead of time stuff. I don't care what your situation is. You make the vote, you make the, the day of voting a holiday. Everybody show up. If you can't make it, too bad. Sorry to say you can't vote, but you got to go in and show an ID. There's nothing racist about showing an ID. There's a guy that was in New York City that walked through Harlem and interviewed hundreds of African-Americans and said, do you have an ID? And I go, "Well, of course I got an idea. ID, You know, they are the, DMW, the, the DMV is right there. It's easy to get a driver's license, easy to get an ID. But the whole thing about um, the Democrat Party, they want to keep the black population down because if right. the black become successful, they lose their income. Mm-hmm. You think Al Sharpton wants black people to become successful? You think, you know, any of those. I mean, Jackson, I mean, it's, it's amazing to me. Talk about wanting to keep them all in chains. I love the fact I saw Charles Barkley was a friend of mine. I saw him in an interview about four months ago. And he said, "Guys, you need to wake up. The Democrat Party," he says, "there's problems on both sides, but the Democrat Party hasn't helped us in 60 years. We're, we're, things are the same or worse. Look at the education system. It's unbelievable. It's pathetic. But they want to keep everybody under control and under the thumb. And too many people need to wake up. Need to wake up because um, the the situation is never going to change. There. I mean, LBJ when he did the welfare reform act, mm-hmm. for." The black population went from the least amount of uh, broken homes to the most amount. You got 80% of kids and the African-Americans being raised without a dad. It was the opposite back in the early 60s, but the government changed it. And it's it's incredible to me what's happened with it. And people keep forgetting that. And they keep looking for handouts and keep looking, please take care of me. We want cradle to grave responsibility for your life. I mean, I look at Ronald Reagan, I love his quotes. One of my most famous ones he said, He said these are the greatest words to fear when when they come up to you and say, hi, I'm from the government and I'm here to help because you're not, they're not going to help you. Trust me.
0: I hear you. And I don't understand why people don't get this. When you are on in September, I think I told you some of my friends, uh, former Mm -hmm. friends, you know, black college educated uh, and I'd rather living under communism then have a racist president like Trump, that's for damn sure. I mean, this attitude of <laughs> we're gonna put up with whatever the left, communism, socialism, Marxism, giving us crumbs, keeping us at the poverty level, or at least below the median and where we can raise enough, get enough money, where we wanna keep our money and, and go to the other side. What is the fear of the other side? and 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 why do so many people fear you know what I think it is, Kevin? What? I really think people fear being responsible for themselves. In other words, yeah. I think people fear living without a
1: safety net. Well, here's it. Fear is the greatest weapon, and government loves using fear as a weapon. Look what they did during COVID. And the, the majority of stuff with COVID they said you shouldn't do, we should have been doing. Close down the parks, really? Close down the gyms? The whole idea of keeping a strong immune system is to, is to work out, is to stay healthy, is to stay moving. It's, it's unbelievable what they did, but people followed it. And uh, you know, here in Florida, I barely, I barely wore a mask ever here in this state. You go to California, they go, heck, they're arresting people for, you know, there was a video of a kid, what, 15-year-old kid out there um, surfing off the shore of Santa Monica by himself, and they they came and arrested the kid. It's like they closed the beach down. And I'm looking at this going, none of this makes any sense. Meanwhile, Newsom, of course, is having parties and people are shoulder to shoulder, a dozen people in a restaurant. I and mean, they had that video just to show the hypocrisy of what the left always does, because their mantra is do as I say, not as I do. And that's pretty much what they love to stick to, because they want, like I said, just control over all your lives. And when things don't work out for them, eventually... They backtrack and blame it on somebody else because they love deflection. They love to blame uh, the conservatives for the violence and the hate and the anger out there when they're the party of violence, hate and anger. It's not Christians marching down the streets, attacking people and, you know, blowing up people's buildings. I mean, it's just what do we got to do to wake people up? I, mean, I used to live in Santa Monica and I got in mind, you know, I used to bike all the time on the bike path. There's a beautiful bike path that goes all the way down to Hermosa and Redondo Beach. And he says, if you go through Venice now, it's mm-hmm. like. Three football fields long of just tents everywhere, needles everywhere, people pooping and peeing on the sidewalk. I mean, he says it's just pathetic.
0: Wow. Sorry to hear that. Oh, sad. Yeah. And we're, we're seeing it all over the place. Kevin, sure. you've, you've had such an illustrious career. So what I'd like you to do is break down the three elements of your career. The beginning. Really? The, yeah, the beginning, then the cancellation of you, <laughs> when Hollywood went after you, and then what you've been doing since the cancellation. So give us a sense and feel for how it all started and how it was, and then they canceled you, and then you were back stronger than ever. Okay, how do I do that? Okay, I was 11 years old.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I, went, I went to the Guthrie Theater, very famous theater in Minneapolis, to see The Merchant of Venice. It was Shakespeare. And I don't know what the heck they were saying because it was Shakespeare and I was 11 years old. But I was mesmerized and made my decision at 11 to being an actor. So when I got into college, I signed on with a print agency that I did some print work and stuff. But I did a lot of commercial work for Target and Best Buy and 3M and Pillsbury and Honeywell and General Mills. These are all based in Minneapolis. So, so that's I that- modeling. That's modeling, right? Modeling. Well, yeah, but I was doing a lot of commercial work, too, though. Oh, OK. Doing the commercials, I was doing some print, yes, but I was doing the commercials where got me that all-important Screen Actors Guild card, that SAG Union card. So I had no problem getting a commercial agent in LA. So when I moved to LA, I worked very well commercially. I'm one of the few guys that I've ever met in the industry that never had to work another job in California, never had to bounce or wait tables or do any of that stuff. So I started doing, I did very well commercially. I was getting guest spots here and there. Obviously my big break was Hercules. Hercules was supposed to be for a year, five movies went for seven years, became the most watched show in the world, went right into Andromeda, five years on that, and since then I've shot over 70 movies. But about 10, 11 years ago, my agent manager called me in because I was getting very vocal on the internet. Not angry vocal, just pointing out common sense things. And they said, we can't work with you anymore, uh, Hollywood doesn't work with you because you're conservative and you, you've talked about your Christian values. So I said, so if I said I was a gay Islamic pedophile, um, I'd, I'd probably get an Oscar in a movie for playing a character like that. So, um, it was so weird for me to sit down and do this transition. So I said, fine. I still have- right,
0: hold on, hold on, hold on. Okay. At that time you married to Sam and you had kids, right? Was um, this- uh, yes, this Got is canceled. Right, so was this a family decision? Was everybody in on it? Was Sam in on it or is yeah. this, I gotta just go with this?
1: Sam warned me about what my post. They weren't nasty, they weren't mean, they weren't hate They were just like, hey guys, here's some obvious stuff going on. And she said, you know what? I think Hollywood might not like what you're posting. And I said, well, what's the big deal? Why can't I have my truth as well? Well, she was right. And they called me in and said, we can't work with you. And I looked, at, I remember looking at my manager and my, my agent and said, I'm in the industry where you guys all the time are screaming for tolerance, mm-hmm. screaming for freedom of speech and tolerance. As you know, it's a one way street in Hollywood. And that was weird to me because I said, as I said earlier, I don't harbor that kind of anger and hate towards people, a different point of view. So what happened was I said, let's form our own studio. So we got Sorbo Studios. I started getting calls from other people. So all the movies I've shot since then, I probably shot 45, 50 movies over the last 12 years. And um, they're not all good, but most of them are good. And most of them are family friendly. Most of them, I, I like doing movies that have faith and love and freedom and hope and, you know, just a positive stuff, laughter, things that Hollywood used to do, but doesn't do anymore. And So I started getting hit up by people. Hey, come and buy me, be my movie, be my movie. So I've had no shortage of that. I get people sending me scripts every week. I don't got time to look at stuff. I've got 20 scripts that I've narrowed down, thousands that I have read to that I want to try to raise money for right now. I shot uh, three movies two years ago. All three are coming out this year. I shot in 2023. I shot five movies this year that all come out the end of next year or 2024. I'm already booked for five movies this year. I'm shooting in Dubai. I'm shooting in Thailand. I'm shooting in Bulgaria. Um, Then the other two are here in the States. So thank God the business is still alive for me. Movies that are, you know, in the three to five million dollar range, but they're really good movies. And, um, you know, that's just sort of opened the whole door for me to do something different. And that's what I'm doing right now. And I'm gonna keep on plugging along.
0: I hear you. Now tell people, you told them about the TV shows that you are dear to your heart. Tell them some of the movies that you have done, produced or directed that are dear to your heart and about the three that are coming out this year. Yeah, my
1: past movies I've done like What If, um, God's Not Dead. God's Not Dead was a huge hit. I mean, it's a $2 million budget, made 140 million bucks, which is unheard of for independent movies. But the word of mouth in that uh, and the faith world was amazing. I did a movie two years before God's Not Dead called What If. I think What If's a better movie. Um it was uh, but the trouble is with independent movies, I don't have the James Cameron Avatar hundred million dollar advertising budget. So um we do what we can to get things out there. But then I had a movie called Soul Surfer with Dennis Quaid and Helen Hunt, which was a big hit in the life of Bethany Hamilton, who lost her arm on a tiger shark attack. Uh Let There Be Light is a movie my wife wrote along with Dan Gordon. Uh, I directed that one as well. That did very well. It was funded by Sean Hannity. Um the movies I got coming out early next year, January 26th, I gotta give a plug for this right now, it opens in theaters on 1,400 screens, it's called Left Behind, Rise of the Antichrist, it's based on the Left Behind book books mm-hmm. that were sold like 80 million copies. And um, so people go to leftbehindmovie.com, great place to see the trailer, great place to find out what theaters are showing near you. So leftbehindmovie.com. I got the Ronald Reagan movie coming out with Dennis Quaid. Dennis Quaid plays the president, I play his pastor. I got another wonderful movie based on a true story from an Academy Award nominated writer, Dan Gordon, called Miracle in East Texas. I directed that one as well. Got John Ratzenberger in that movie, got Tyler Maine. Um, by the way, in Left in left Behind, we got Neil McDonough, we got Corbin Burnson. We got Bailey Chase. I mean, we got a great cast in this thing. It's a. It deals with the rapture. What what happens to the world after all the Christians have been taken? What's left is Antifa. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, um, and then the movies next year just uh, it's a mix mixture of different things. There's there's a, a a pirate movie. There's I shot a zombie movie this year. I shot a vampire movie this year. That's I a- why
0: I want to know what ha- what became of that vampire movie because we talked about that last time.
1: It, it, we shot it already. It would, it's turned
0: out great. It'll be out
1: probably late next year, 2023. Um, we shot that down in Mississippi and I got to play 700 year old vampire. It was a blast.
0: <laughs> oh, boy, that's something. So, well, now that we've talked about what's coming out for you in 2023 and it yep. sounds like you're still kicking and kicking strong. What are two or three of the pivotal issues that you think as a nation we're going to have to deal with this year? Uh, we got to deal with the border. We really have to deal with
1: the border. You mentioned it enough that people, did, I mean, all you got to do is turn on any news. I mean, I'm sure CNN probably shows it differently. They probably go to one spot where there's one person begging to get, in, you know, but uh, the reality is it's horrible. And I know plenty of people have been down there. And I've seen it. My wife went down there to uh, McAllen, Texas, and saw in Brownsville, and saw. She said it was just incredible. A friend of hers was filming a documentary. I hope they get this documentary out soon. Jeez, um, uh, uh, we got to deal with the economy, obviously. I mean, you talk. It's funny how you said your some of your friends are calling, you know, dealing with a a racist Trump. And I go, well, for a racist, he sure did a pretty good job of making the black unemployment the lowest it's ever been and Hispanic population uh, unemployment, the lowest it's ever been. So I, I look at Trump and what he did. Um, he at least went in there and said what he was gonna do, right? And mm-hmm. a lot of people just promised stuff. You know, Joe Biden sits there and goes, hey, we're gonna let all you college guys don't have to pay us back. You know, that's ridiculous. Now they're already backtracking on it. But I told I told people, the people on the right, you need to go in there and lie as much as they do. Just say you're gonna do it. Say, as a if you're a GOP guy, say I'm gonna make pot legal everywhere. Then every 25 year old's gonna vote for you, and then you don't do it because they don't do it. They make all these promises. Every election is the same. They talk about the things I'm talking about now: the economy, the education, uh, the border, all this stuff. I mean, if you look at what you know, Hillary and all these other you know crazy politicians on the left. If you look at earlier times, five years ago, ten years ago, they all said we got to keep the border under control. They all said that, right. and then they don't do it. I mean, it's just, it's, it's amazing to me that people has let these people, um, you know, lie, 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 and then they keep them in office. How do you keep a Schumer in office? Here Schumer comes out and says we need to make all these people coming across the border citizens right away because we have a shortage of workers and well, okay, hopefully they're coming over to work. I don't know if there's gonna sit around, but I'm sure many of them are just gonna sit around. But I said, wow, you guys are the ones who believe that you can kill a baby at any time of the, uh, in the womb or even now after the baby's been born. You've killed 65 million of them since the early 70s. So maybe that took a lot of our workforce away. Did you guys ever think of that? But no, they don't talk about that.
0: Not only did it take a lot of the workforce away, it took a lot of their voting base away because uh, liberals tend to do abortion. If they had, if a lot of those babies were here, they'd never lose an election. And by the way, part <laughs> of the problem, part of the problem is notice. They're not held to any standard. They can lie and get away with it. But if it's a Republican or a conservative or a Christian, if you okay. say something and don't do it, they're going to hold you responsible. In fact, if you claim to be moral and and you slip, you got you got to you got to get out of the race. You know, you can't you can't be involved. Let me but here's the thing that I found really interesting. When you when they talk about Trump's a racist. Right. Take any known racist, take the head of the Klan, David, whoever you want to take. If they were president, would they have commuted the sentences of black people or they'd want to serve the whole term in prison? Trump has commuted Alan Johnson and taken black people out of prison that they thought that the sentence was too long. Right. A racist wouldn't do that. A racist (laughs) would want you to stay in there. Right.
1: Oh, it's, it's no question. It's just. Once again, it's the hypocrisy of the left just blows my mind. They are so obvious with the things they say and the things they don't do after they say them. And they like I said, they always find a way to turn that table around and blame blame the right. And I I don't know. We we need we're homeschool advocates. My wife is obviously she travels the country. She's got books on it. And we need more people to get get these schools And go and tell them how bad the public schools are and what they're doing to these kids. Because people use it as a babysitting service. One of the blessings of COVID is that two million more kids are now being homeschooled because Mm -hmm. enough parents woke up and said, "Whoa, we're using this as a babysitting service for our kids. Enough. We got to get out of the school because it's just horrible. I mean, I want to get public education away from the government. I want to become. privatize. I don't want to I don't want people have to pay more money for it. I just want to make it a business. Let people run it as a business and get teachers in that they're willing to teach. Because when I was in school, I didn't have teachers tell me how to vote. I didn't have teachers tell me um, you know, if I should hate God or not. They taught what they were supposed to teach, even through college. I never had any. I'm sure they're all liberals, but I had never, ever any of them tell me anything like that. Today, that's all it is—indoctrination from the minute they get into school when they're five years old. It's incredible what we're doing to the kids today. And they will wake up. The majority, when they hit thirties and forties, they're going to look back with the things they said in teenage and twenties, and they're going, "Wow, I was an idiot." But you know, we got to wait 20 years for them to realize that.
0: I want to jump some parent. I remember last time you were on, you were talking about certain things you saw in the airport that you thought was child abuse. I I see things that scare me now. I see little five year old boys wearing earrings and 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 lipstick and stuff. It's it, it's 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 sad. My final question before we're gonna have you tell people how to find you and your your outstanding work. I've never asked anybody this before. Uh, your wife, Samantha or Sam, she, she's an actress also, you met on a set and I, I've never asked somebody when you have a a, a spouse that's in the same business you're in and you're really outspoken for what you believe, what they go through. Like, I mean, you're Hercules and I can see you've been lifting, so you can, you can go through, you can, but how's, what's it like for the spouse? When you have an outspoken husband or an outspoken wife, you know, and you're both in the business? She's more outspoken than I am, to be honest. With you. So it's, uh,
1: I, you know, you get the hate out there, like I said, but I, it, it is so rare for these people that hate me to come up to me at airports or hotel lobbies or restaurants, whatever. It just, It is 99% of people come up and say, we know you're going to attack. We're with you. Keep it up. Keep making the movies you're making. These guys are just brave. These are 35-year-old men that are still single that are living in their mom's basement. And they're very brave at 2 o'clock in the morning to attack you and me. I mean, it's... Uh, These people, if you met them face on, they wouldn't wanna have a discussion face to face. All they have is their anger because they hate who they are. I feel sorry for these people because they know they look in the mirror every morning and they don't like what they see. And they wanna drag you and I down in that black hole with them. Is that
0: racist if I say black hole now? <laughs> uh, you know, you know. Look, <laughs> it, it's a, it's absolutely amazing what they're saying. Everything is racist, and when everything's racist, yeah. nothing's racist, and yeah. that gives truck cover to true, you know, serious yeah. racism if it's going on. Uh, Kevin, uh, t- please tell tell people how they can reach you and about where to 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 get your uh your find your website and anything you'd like to promote.
1: The best place to go is sorbostudios.com. Sorbo studios.com we have everything there you can sign up and uh we'll keep you up to date for everything coming down we've got all our books on there we got all of all my dvds all that stuff we had, we had a, a huge rush of people getting all my christmas dvds this year it was amazing and uh it, it was it was just like i said the, the the support i get out there from people that still want me to do what i'm doing um has been incredible so god bless all those people that follow me and follow my career and uh, support the movies that we do and please Go to SorboStudios.com, but also go to um, uh, LeftBehindMovie.com, LeftBehindMovie.com. And we still have about 10 spots open for our trip. My wife and I are hosting a group to Israel. This is the second time we've done this. And uh, go to SorboIsraelTrip.com, SorboIsraelTrip.com, and get a great history lesson. We'll be there from May
0: 17th to May 28th. It's an amazing trip. I've been there four times now. I hear you, and and thank you for telling people that. And finally, as we are in, you know, when this airs, it will be in 2023. Please give people a, a word of encouragement and what they can do to get involved.
1: You know, don't let fear rule your lives, guys. Don't let anyone set your limitations. Do not be afraid of failure. Failure is a positive thing. It's not a negative thing. I'm a 13-year overnight success in Hollywood, so I can attest to that. Don't ever give up on what you want to do in your life and do it in a positive way and do it in a happy way. Don't do it in the angry hate. Don't get stuck in that world. Don't get stuck in the angry because i tell you, it's a pit that's going to keep on dragging you down. It's not worth the time. It's not worth the effort. But what is worth the time and the effort is going after what you want to do with your
0: life. Kevin, thank you very much. Thank you for coming back on. God bless you. God bless Sam and and the kids. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Thanks a lot. Okay, Mr. Kevin Sorbo, everyone. I want to thank Kevin Sorbo for once again shining an illuminating spotlight on America's problems and providing insight into how we can solve them. We still can get this done, but we're running out of time. This podcast is available for download at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Hope you'll subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review, and be sure to tell your friends about the show. If you're listening for the first time, be sure to check out the podcast archive located on the page. All previous podcasts are there featuring guests, including Morgan Brittany, Ben Carson, Monica Crowley, Diamond and Silk, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, Pastor Jack Hibbs, Mike Lindell, Alex Newman, Carol Swain, Herschel Walker, and Naomi Wolf. That's all for now, folks. Thanks for joining us. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying God bless you, God bless your families, God bless America, and a happy new year to you all.